know the one that talks like this? Ha, everybody, it's mm. green energy. I love that guy. Like, well, like, who would have thought he had a voice like that? And, you know, if he's a good guy, he is definitely a tool that we could use um, in the climate crisis. This is Things Can Only Get Greater, the podcast where we discuss how small changes can make a big difference in fighting the climate crisis. With me, Victoria Cook and Adam Costello. Welcome to your first ever bonus episode of Things Can Only Get Greta. Yay. Yay. <laughs> You're excited, Adam. Yeah, I am. It's yeah. pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it is. A bonus episode inspired by um, a little film review we're going to do for you tonight. Mm. Uh, and hopefully you can join in with her uh, and, and chip in. Let us know what you think. So today we're going to be talking about... Uh, the really controversial film that's just come out, uh, Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, no, sorry, <laughs> Planet of the Humans, yes. uh, which is Michael Moore's new new offering. Yeah, that's uh, just cropped up. You can watch it free on YouTube, right? So if you've not watched it yet, go and watch it. It's only up for thirty days. I think we're halfway through that. So go and have a look. Come back, stick the podcast on, and we'll we'll chat it through with you. Um, yeah, but Adam, do you recommend watching it first of all? Uh, yeah, hugely. I reckon like that coupled with the interview with Extinction Rebellion, which we can talk to you about, um, watching those two together. Michael Moore being interviewed by Extinction Rebellion. No, actually, sorry. It's uh, it's actually Michael Moore's own podcast and he has one of the co-founders, um, Claire, someone. Um, That's oh, a good name. Yeah, very good name. Just Vic here. When we say Claire someone, what we actually mean is Claire Farrell, co-founder of Extinction Rebellion. The other two, the producer, Jeff Gibbs and Ozzy. Yeah, um, so Jeff, Jeff Gibbs and Ozzy are basically hosting the film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but it's exec produced by Michael Moore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to be dead honest with you, right? This is what we did. I feel like I've got to be honest here because... Uh, before we watched the film, I read loads of reviews about it and they were all really, really negative, like really bad, yeah. slating them. Um, say like Michael Moore, is, he's gone right wing and he's saying all these untrue things. And I was really, really shocked reading them because Michael Moore is like famously like a lefty. You know, and he's put out like so many amazing films mm-hmm. that like really groundbreaking stuff. It was shocking. I was like, eh, what? Michael, our Michael Moore, Michael Moore with the bins, like, you know, little yeah. Michael Moore. And yes, it was him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those people who don't know who Michael Moore is, um, he's like a film producer, basically, but he's an activist, environmentalist, but he's always like made films, documentaries. I think this is his hit sixth film but he made a film called uh, Bowling for Columbine yeah brilliant film um, about uh, America's gun uh, gun crime in schools yeah um, and Fahrenheit 9-11 yeah, yeah. Just, so there are totally amazing groundbreaking films that always expose like the truths um, and Michael Moore like famously contests like Donald Trump in a really great way as well um, he's what yeah I mean he's a guy to massively follow um, if you don't know him already. But what, on Instagram? He's on Instagram, yeah. He's, I'll just follow him around the street. If you can spot him, yeah. He's quite a big guy, so I don't think there'd be much... Oof! Sorry. Saucer of milk, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no, but he's, he's amazing. And so, obviously, he's made this film with Jeff Gibbs, 
Um, it's, I think it is. It's Hang more... on, wasn't he in the Bee Gees? Jeff Gibbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. He looked... I'm sure he was one well, of the Bee Gees. I think the problem is he's got the totally opposite voice to. Which is your main complaint, isn't it? Well, no, it's not my main complaint, right? But I'll be honest with you, if you're ever struggling with insomnia, um, he's a great person to listen to. He's quite, um, he's got a gentle manner. Monotone. Yeah, monotone. I found it really hard to engage with him because he's spoo. He spoke so slowly and it was sort of like that. And yeah, I'm just going to chuck this in here. I did fall asleep, okay, halfway through the film. Um, yeah, and but it, it's a great film. But Jeff, it's just like, you know, I just wanted a bit more pizzazz. If he'd worn like a shiny jacket, you know, he could have, I don't know, yeah, we don't actually see him, do you, in the film? Chucked he, in a tackle. You do. You yeah. see him a couple of times. Well, at the beginning when they show him yeah. hugging a tree. And then he brings his mate in, Ozzy, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. a scientist, but yeah. he looks like the kind of lad who you were at school with, and on your lunch break you'd find him, um, you know, with his skateboard, like really stoned, sort <laughs> of like round the back of the shed. Yeah. He looks like that, but he's a scientist. Yeah, so he's, he knows his stuff. You can get uh, a bit more on board with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this, they're that... both really great blokes, like, and dead interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would have liked a bit of Maury, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you can totally tell it's made by Michael Moore, can't you? Like, mm. in the way it's all put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's start at the start. Mm, okay, cool. What a great place to start. Indeed. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so it sort of kicks off at um this festival. Yeah, so it's... So the whole film pans over 10 years which is what you've got to remember um with like now and reading the reviews as well like it was made over it was made 10 years ago sorry using footage of 10 years ago but the thing is that you don't actually realize when you're watching it the film took 10 years to make yeah they didn't make that so clear that, that's not clear in the film at all um but uh yeah so what were you doing 10 years ago <laughs> how old were we 10 years younger than we are now we'd be just you were just having a child oh no you weren't no no (laughs) before that so yeah so it's yeah it's it's a film i mean not there's not very many films that take 10 years to make (laughs) really are there um so it's interesting in that point but you don't actually realize that Uh, and we we've i've only worked that out from watching the interview uh, the podcast with michael moore and so it starts off 10 years ago um at this little uh hippie-ish like festival yeah. which claims to be run on um 100% solar power energy but it's like a tiny little festival yeah but th- this was my first gripe right because this festival was so canny it was like these people that were remember it was 10 years ago as well right yeah. so these people who are, are pushing at the front for like green change you know and um like really great intentions mm-hmm. Um, and it felt a bit like he was punching down there. You know, when he punches up, when he's going for Trump or he's going for the big corporations, fair dues. But I didn't get this. Like, I didn't understand why he did this. Yeah. And if there was a reasoning behind it, I wish he'd made it a bit more clear because it just felt really mean. And yeah. he was sort of having a go at them because they couldn't run it all on solar power, which fair dues, like, you know, but they did try, didn't they? Yeah, so it's like probably sort of we've got we've got to start somewhere with this 
whole idea of like replacing fossil fuels with renewable uh, um, energy. But the thing is, the whole point of him doing that, and you found you found it a bit like you know saying that he's they're punching down into like a small idea and everything, and they should be bigging it up. But the whole point of the film is which you don't really, which it just makes you think. Um, the whole point of the film is that uh, it's saying that renewable energy is not the answer. <laughs> this mm. is like the big thing that made like straight away like actually makes you realise what is actually going on here. I know, but did these people know this 10 years ago? No, Cause of course I they don't, didn't. I don't think they did, because I think a lot of people don't know that now. No one knows so, that now. No. But I'm sure that they probably could have found a better way to have opened the film mm-hmm. that would have demonstrated that point. Well, I don't know, I sort of disagree in loads of ways, because I think like that's the whole... The whole point is that what what they're trying to the point that they're trying to make is that anyone environmentalist like using solar power actually isn't the answer. So I better I better just chip in here and just say we're both coming at this from totally different angles. You've watched the interview Michael Moore did with Extinction Rebellion, yeah, where he has explained what was happening with the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't I haven't watched that. Yeah. Um. So. Um, I'm coming at this from the place of a person, just an everyday like viewer mm-hmm. that's just watching it, that you know is trying to make heads and tails yeah. of what's going on. Right. So it yeah, so it's helpful if you can sort of like explain the meaning behind that. So what's his what was the well, reason? The the thing is about Michael Moore, he's like super clever, and he he's not done this uh, by accident. He's done this on purpose to create a massive discussion, which is like we we're we're making a bonus podcast about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the whole point is that it 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 make, basically makes everyone go, you know, like what the hell, what the hell's going on? Because if you just made a film like about renewable energy and saying, you know, this is okay, this works, blah blah blah, but he's actually like totally re-questioning, like replacing renewable energy, replacing fossil fuel fuels with renewable energy and how why that isn't actually um the answer to to climate change like at all yeah but um, sorry just to chip in there mm-hmm. like for example with these other documentaries though they were massively explosive but i don't feel like he didn't play games with the audience to make them massively explosive he yeah. just told the story yeah, and yeah, he yeah. did it so well that you watched it and you were just like jesus christ yeah he's what you know this is horrific so i don't like so why did he sort of like mess with the audience this time because to me, that doesn't make sense. Um, I uh, personally, I think it's just to to do to like I just what I just said to shock everyone to make everyone talk about it. Um, because it ex it kind of like. So you think you went for a right wing ish angle in order to like shock people? Is that what you're saying? It, I I don't think it is a right. It's not a right wing ish angle whatsoever. Some points of it. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I agree with you. It's not. The press have said that it is a right-wing yeah, yeah, angle, but yeah. I think mainly for the purpose of story, they've yeah. said that. But I totally agree with you. I don't think it's a right-wing angle either. But there are moments of it that are super confusing, mm. sort of like those moments when he's punching down on people that have got really great intentions. That that in itself is like, I don't know why you would use that to shock people. Well, the point is being that um, what, he's, what he's doing is you've got all these massive... 
um, banks and energy companies that are all basically investing in renewable energy. Mm. Um, and what he's saying is that that's all like capitalism, that's all money, and they're only investing in it to make more money out of the whole situation. Yeah. Um, and actually, what they're tra- what they're saying is that the the way that it's all done, like solar panels and biomass energy. Um, like I don't even know what biomass was, and that's like no, I don't. What is biomass? Biomass, um, from learning from the film, is when they chop down, like that hundreds of thousands of trees, mm-hmm. make them down into chip into tiny little wood chips, and then they burn them, um, to to make energy. Hi guys, just Richard Branson here. I just wanted to let you know that although renewable energy has been lauded as clean and the answer to the threat of climate change, not all renewable energy is actually green, despite being a relatively clean alternative to a more harmful fossil fuel, biomass still generates harmful toxins that can be released back into the atmosphere as it's combusted. Don't tell the rest of the airline industry. Um, which sounds totally crazy, but that's actually classed as a renewable energy. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the thing, like, this is what they're exposing. Hang on. Had I fallen asleep then? Mm, possibly, usually. <laughs> um, renewable energy, 10 years ago, was nothing compared to what it is now. Yeah. But if you watch the podcast with Michael Moore and Extinction Rebellion, you learn more as to, like, um, it's not actually that much better, and it's still not um, the answer. But... Uh, I don't know, doesn't it seem frustrating to you that that has just not been explained in the documentary? Yeah, yeah, I get And your instead, point, yeah. you have gone and yeah, watched yeah, a podcast that yeah. thousands of people are, like, A, not going to know about, mm. and B, like, never find. So mm. they're left with this lasting impression of this film, which, you know, I, I found quite hard to decipher. There's that section where they brought John F. Kennedy's son in. Mm. What was he talking about? Um, it's just another backer, I think, of like and the environmental movement. Uh, so, so yeah, loads of it's like Al Gore as well. Um, yeah, well, he sort of used um, some big names, didn't he? Um, yeah. That that's how he sort of like brought it up to date. Was he he brought in sort of like the big heads of people um, that are now jumping on board with the green movement. The the main thing I got from John F Kennedy's son though that really really shocked me is how much he sounded like that bloke from Police Academy. You know the one that talked like this. Ha, everybody, it's green energy. I love that guy. Like, <laughs> like who would have thought he had a voice like that? And you know, if he's a good guy, he is definitely a tool that we could use um, in the climate crisis because people will listen to a voice like that. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, okay, yeah. So the big thing that I find with using all these na- yeah, these big names like um, I think it's Robert F. Kennedy, isn't it? Uh, and uh, Al Gore as well. Yeah. So talk about Al Gore quickly. Um, he made the film The Inconvenient Truth. Yeah, like brilliant film. So that film is like an amazing film. It's yeah. all about climate change and it's all about like huge impact renewables. on the world. Yeah, yeah. so that had a massive impact, but. Al Gore, as you may guess, is massively behind all the renewable uh, energies and the money and how to make money yeah. in that. Um, so they cannot, you could argue that he made that film deliberately to push everyone towards renewable energy, which isn't the answer. Um, uh, we can talk about the answer a little bit more. Yeah, um, but 
sorry, just to chip in there, mm. do you think Michael Moore sort of went for Al Gore a bit yeah, with that? Yeah, probably jealous of his film. <laughs> I mean, he did have Leonardo DiCaprio, didn't he? So, like, fair dues, and he's got bloody, what's his name, Mr. Monotone? Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he did. He did go for Al Gore, and I think what he was doing was kind of setting him up to say, actually, he's not really interested in this. He's just more interested in power and money. Yeah. Um, which may or may not be true, but regardless if it is or not, you cannot deny. You know, he has really sort of like made some waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and this is the thing, I suppose, that's that frustrating about the film and the whole situation. Um, so yeah, to to go on to why the renewables aren't the answer, mm. it's because we're effectively like swapping one evil for another. So, yeah. like batteries, for example, that loads of people know this already, but they're made from quartz and other mining methods. So, mm-hmm. in order to like make all these batteries, um, we're having to do crazy mining, which just destroys the planet even more. Crazy mining? That sounds more fun than just (laughs) Uh, mining. uh, Things like our phones, they're made out of like these precious, um, what do you call it, stones that are are mined again. Um, So the the premise of the film, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. Um, is that we're just basically consuming like way, way too much as humans and we want way too much. Um, I want to flip back to Richard Branson. (laughs) Oh, God. Like... I mean, I, Richard Branson, he does look like one of the missing BGs. <laughs> totally. Um, so older Ricky, Ricky B. Um, so to a lot of people, he kind of on the surface looks like this amazing, happy, hippie guy, like must, must, must be, must have really good ethics, you know, like for people who don't really know and look, mm. but look, look, look below the surface. Even I was caught out, I suppose, by him. I read his um, autobiography and found it, like, totally amazing. And I remember, like, saying to some of my mates, like, you know, he's, he's actually really good, all the stuff, he's, the good stuff that he's done. You were saying that to me as well. Saying that to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into I'm not going to, like, badmouth him loads, you know, it's like one of my good friends and everything. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, he, I suppose <clears throat> his argument is that he has done loads of good stuff, but like anyone like that has done really really bad stuff and one of the things that the film ex- exposes is Richard Branson like again investing in commas in renewable energy and as soon as they're kind of seen to do this mm-hmm. it's like you can ask questions like why are they actually doing it um, and the film exposes more about that like um, and Richard Branson's completely like what's happened with the pandemic um, a classic example of like how he's just not in any way shape or form uh, an environmentalist he just wants to make as much money as possible um, he's trying to get like a billion billion billions of billions of pounds to bail out um, his airline mm, yeah. which is airlines are the biggest polluters on the planet so if he really really gave a shit about um, the planet and saving you know environmental issues he would use this opportunity now to just close his virgin um you'd say like this is the opportunity for the world to reset let's not i'll do i'll run my airline at like turn it to boats instead yeah or whatever it's just like yeah so yeah mm, yeah he um he had a bit of a stab at old elon musk as well yeah um and i mean fair dues elon musk looks like the baddie from a cartoon um he's very strange but he did have a dig at him for saying 
I think, did he say he was t- like um, totally what? off grid? Oh uh, yeah. Well, all, well, what they're doing throughout the film, they're just trying to expose um, people like Elon Musk, who again say that their company is a hundred percent renewable. We run, you know, just make these statements like Apple did, sweeping statements. Um, and again, it's like uh, Elon Musk. Of course, his factory isn't run on hundred percent renewable energy. As um, as he says, it's like all connected to the grid. Um, has you know like backups, but he's gonna need the bloody grid to power his hair dryer to get his hair <laughs> up that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on there? It's like he's had a massive fright. Yeah. So yeah, another one that's that, that's who they expose. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah. So the thing is, right? So you get to that portion of the film, and and I can understand and I can see. And I'm like, yes, like these are the kind of people that definitely should be being called out on the claims that they're making that are, are not true and are totally there for monetary gain. Yeah. Uh, the, this sort of feels like um, the important part and it's the pattern around it that I don't get. Like if he did start making it 10 years ago, that doesn't feel relevant to use now. And when you compare some people having a little festival to someone like Elon Musk, who's a billionaire, who's fooling loads of people in order to make more money, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make any sense. Okay. You know? Well, the reason that they use that festival at the very beginning is because they then bring it up bring it up to the modern day to today and mm. Earth Day in so yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's been this day, you know, there's a a name for every single day of the year now, isn't there? There's a national soft cheese day. Yeah, exactly. I so love that one. We've had, we've had Earth Day. I think it was fairly recently, wasn't it? So even them inventing Earth Day, yeah, that's great. But then you get loads of companies jumping on board, saying it's Earth Day and making them look like we're really environmentally friendly when we're probably not. But the whole point of them putting that little festival in at the beginning is that they bring it to modern day Earth Day and this festival going on and again Earth Day claims to be running on 100% solar energy mm. and what does old uh, Jeff Gibbs discover? That his brother was the more popular BG? <laughs> no, exactly. So it's like again it's just... But, so that that was the pinnacle of the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Gibbs but, but... walking around the corner seeing loads of plugs. But the whole, but the whole thing is like um, that Earth Day festival again was like backed by these big corporations but i think what is wrong is making claims to fit in with the trend of being environmentally friendly when you're absolutely not and you're not trying your best it's just part of your shop front it's just your window dressing yeah and there's no heart at the side uh, behind it yeah um which you know which is great that he's exposing mm-hmm these people in particular i mean the cock brothers for example oh we love the cock brothers oh man those those crazy cock brothers hi everybody it's just me here bill cock of the cock brothers me and my brothers charles and frederick cock own cock industries we sell all kinds of things such as jet fuel diesel gasoline and lots of other kind of chemicals that i can't pronounce critics argue that us the cock brothers and our extraordinary wealth can harm the environment education campaign finance and labor rights oh yeah aren't environmentally mm. friendly at all it'll just be dressed up in a way that we think it's renewable and yeah the, the point is in this film is that what what it's trying to tell us is that 
it's not it's totally not the answer don't just accept that we've got renewable energy that that one that it is renewable and it's really good for the environment and two that it's the answer to climate change and that it's going to save us because it just totally isn't yeah that's the whole point so but this is this is where the world has fallen into yeah does the film you feel offer any explanation of actually where we should be going and instead of renewables okay. what where are we going next what is the answer do we have any openings um so one of the things that they say is that uh there's too many humans on the planet and we yeah. need to drastically reduce the numbers they well took... bloody elon musk for one <laughs> get rid of him yeah the uh, Koch brothers, they can do one too. I mean, he's named most of the people that we could get rid of in his documentary. What about uh, Branson? Keep him. But Br- Branson can shove off. <laughs> I hate it. He's always picking up lasses. Oh, like, not picking up like, you know, but like literally picking up lasses. Mm. You're not a woman, so you don't know this, but there is nothing more frustrating <laughs> than when somebody with glossier hair than you tries to pick you up <laughs> it's horrendous yeah um the answers that they do give um is just about consuming less um because we live in this like consumer driven um society we you know our kids turn the tv on and they're just inundated with uh, adverts for toys that are mainly made out of plastic and everything's just got a massive marketing campaign and an agenda behind it uh, to force us into buying loads of stuff just the the whole culture of having to buy 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 what things in particular do you think you could get rid of as a consumer um, for example i've got a pair of pajamas i think i've had since 1995 that i got for christmas one year they can go <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's buying new stuff, isn't it? <laughs> I think the thing is, though, like, can you remember when you used to buy something or when your parents used to buy something? Yeah. Like, my mum has still got a toaster, right? Um, Like, uh, from when I was a kid. And well, it still uses. works. I don't think she still uses it, but it's in the cupboard. <laughs> the, the backup <laughs> But, toaster. like, it still works, you know? Yeah. But, like, I sort of feel like now, totally. things that you buy, they don't feel like they're made to last oh, like they used yeah, to be. Well, we all know that, don't we? It's like every single like bit of technology is designed to last. Like a, a phone, like, everyone has to have a new phone every year or yeah. two years. It's like they're all built so that the new model can come out. Um, It's, it's really bad. It's like the whole... Uh, Binnet culture. Yeah, binnet culture is like so big, and that's that is the problem. Maybe like that is the answer there that we've got to stop doing that. Like, uh, no matter what it's made of, like Apple again, we've just said about them being a renewable company, so everyone just thinks, oh yeah, they're great. Um, of course they're not. It's like we're they're making us buy like oh like twenty different twenty different chargers, <laughs> you know, oh for my a God, start. Yeah. That's a classic example of them basically making something newer. To make more money, to make yeah. it more, to make it another product, which is just using way too much resources. Um, yeah, so that but that's the, the problem, isn't it? That that is the the problem. Yes, for sure. But like now, we have got people all over the world that are used to this lifestyle, yeah. and it's not like it happened overnight. It's grown, yeah, and it's like that's how everyone feels now, mm-hmm. and that's the norm. Totally. So, do you know what though? Like, since we've been in lockdown, um, I have bought hardly anything. 
Yeah, exactly. So this is the thing. Like um, I read something today, uh, which I was thinking about reading out, but um, I'm scared about some of the big words that are mentioned in it that I wouldn't be able to say. Um, but it basically says like uh, that, like the pandemic for everyone has made us realise that we don't need like half the stuff that we think that we need. Um, it's literally allowed us to like totally stop, slow down. Um, and they talk about it in the Michael Moore podcast as well, because the whole film was made before corona and and what they're saying even in the film and what loads of um environmentalists and commentators and journalists and everything about environmental movement pre-corona is the only way to stop climate change is if we have if we radically change our lifestyles and just somehow put a pause button on but mother nature has done that for us Mm. like with the pandemic but what we massively need to do now is like actually act on that and uh, not bail out the friggin' Richard Branson, Virgin Atlantic totally. airplanes. Um, and but that that looks like it's gonna happen. Yeah, it looks like the governments are gonna bail out. Totally, and the, you the, know, the thing that's really bad though mm. as well is that everyone, like our friends, mo- you know, family members, everyone wants to go on holiday abroad. Everyone wants to go on that one at least one holiday abroad on a plane every single year and living that lifestyle yeah but but maybe that's okay you nah, know no no think it is. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay but as a person that is a like i've traveled the world i mm. love traveling it's like one of my favorite things yeah, ever yeah, yeah. and if i had to stop now and if i also knew my children were never going to do that it'd be just so sad it's enrich it enriches your life so much but mm. maybe instead of putting an end to that you know what about just limiting people to one yeah, flight a year totally you know but then then you left then with the moral choice of you know is it okay do you think it's okay for the government to impose how many flights a year you're allowed to take well yeah if they say to us turn around what what i think it needs is a world leader like bloody boris johnson to stand up and say um you're only like the government makes it you're only allowed one flight per year per person let's say for example and the reasons are that if we don't do that we're not going to have a a sustainable world to live in in like 10 years time and we have to like reduce our personal individual carbon footprint yeah um and the sad facts of it is like you, well, you just... no one had listened to him unless he, <laughs> well, you know, came down a zip wire with some flags shouting it. Yeah, he's not exactly the best guy to, to trust or whatever. But um, what you just said to me about how sad it would be if like our kids wouldn't be able to travel in the way that we mm. have been able to. But what is actually the the real fact of the matter is that in ten years' time, loads of those places won't even exist, or you won't be able to go to them because. Like, one, there could be more pandemics, which is mm-hmm. the, the first massive one that we've just experienced. Two, there's just going to be, like, crazy weather and droughts in these countries. Like, if yeah. we're on course for, like, four-degree temperature rise in, like, yeah. 50 years, I think it is, if that happens, it's like most of the world is going to be... Yeah, absolutely, obsolete. ...screwed, completely and utterly screwed. Yeah. And um, so, like... Yeah, like we've actually got this like massive, massive opportunity as a, a human race. The pandemic, which Mother Nature we think or five G has caused, um, <laughs> like to actually do something about it. And and 
like yeah i don't know that's that's why and yeah. loads of ways i want to make we're having this discussion now like, yeah yeah because really of uh well it's that film has sparked it off yeah totally you know uh whatever you think of it and we would love to know what you think of it so uh send us a message yeah at, at inland sea yeah just on the instagram um at in, inland.sea um we'll i'll do some instagram stories and uh, a post about it as yeah well. um so yeah next bonus episode i'm thinking we'll review thelma and louise yeah it's got a car in it hasn't it <laughs> see if that's the environmentally friendly it is great and it flies at the end doesn't it mm, well if if that's what you want to take from that let's leave it there okay cool uh, we'll see you next time ciao